You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Lost Steve. This is a human condition. Steve's gone missing. Oh, he's back. There he is. It's a human condition. I'm Vince. And I'm Steve, and I'm happy to be back. How are you doing, Ben? I'm fantastic. The world has gotten less and less crazy since you were gone, and um, seems like everybody's getting along. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Hey, no, no, I, you, you see, you didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> and, uh, are, are you on Reddit at all? Do you get on Reddit and talk to people? I'm on too many of these things, man. I, I don't even know. I know it's there. I've never used it. Yeah. So I was, I was on, uh, I'm on a political discussion today and I was talking to a few people and they brought up China, some of the uh, terrible things going on there. And I brought up and so I talked a minutes and then they, they ended up saying, you know what, you're a, you're a China shill. You're a paid China shill the way that you're talking. People, uh, <laughs> And it just it just blows my mind. It's like, no, I'm not a paid China shill. I just have, you know, I'm looking at the problems that we have in the US and I'm not worrying about China right now at the moment. Is that so bad? I don't, I don't even know what that means, paid China shill. You're a paid troll. And I think that goes to, you know, part of the reason that we're having a, a real problem discussing things with each other these days, especially with uh, social media and stuff like that. It's like if someone says something that you disagree with, it seems like most people jump on them like very negatively and, and very viciously. Like, hey, if you have that opinion, then you're a shill, then you're a terrible person, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about. And just they shut down the conversation so quick like that. Well, that's a that's a great segue. And I was trying to wait for Lisa, but she'll she'll find her way on. Um that's a great segue into what this this episode is about um you know that documentary uh the the social dilemma when i saw it i I watched it twice in the same night because it's things that i already knew to a certain degree i didn't know you never know the details right and that's where the devil is devil's in the details so i'm watching my kids become addicted my daughter especially i don't think I, i think benny may not have any uh, addictive tendencies to him. Um, he can walk away from anything, whatever. Um, Sophie, she is addicted. Like I, and I, I've been around addicts my entire life, and I've had my own issues with uh, PTSD-induced fucking alcohol benders and whatever. And and, uh, and I, I know what it feels like, and uh, but I know the eyes. Like when I see the eyes, and I see those eyes that you'd see on a crackhead and that little girl. Oh, it's, no. I, yeah, it's, it's bad. And I, I'll hear her... Uh, like outburst if she can't try the other night she was down in the basement and she's she's banging on her uh on her like screaming at the top of her lungs to try to get her brother's charger because she was losing juice on her her ipad and i'm like all right man um I, I, I told him i said when you guys come back we're gonna watch this um so you understand that this isn't punishment that i'm doing but we gotta regulate and i'm not gonna do this to you guys because um, it, it's bad you know i mean we knew it was bad Um, but it really put to light, it really put to light what's going on in the world today. It's, you know, it's no coincidence that friends that we have that don't know the first thing about politics, never cared, um, really didn't care about the flag much either national anthem. We were at a game with them. They'd be holding their beer or whatever. You know what I mean? 
none of it. They didn't care about shit except their beer and their, you know, and their, their, their weekend. They worked, they busted their ass all week. They wanted their weekend to themselves. Didn't care about shit outside of uh, that. Right. Um, now, all of a sudden they're, uh, they're skilled um, in political discourse and, and, uh, in theory. And, uh, you know, but this, how right they are all the time. Every well, conversation I have with those types of people, it's amazing. They, they're always telling me how I'm wrong and teaching me these things. Yeah. Well, are they teaching or are they just shoving shit down your throat? Because I'd like to have somebody teach me. Um, I, I, I'm well, next- that was pure sarcasm. Pure sarcasm. Yeah. Well, you know, I know people want – I think it's great that everybody has an opinion. Um, I think I do. I but what social media has done is taken these opinions and made them true. So the, the documentary talks a lot about how. Um, I don't know if it's made them true, but it's definitely made people feel like their opinion is important. No, they're true. So if you go to, if you want the earth to be flat, you're going to find a bunch of flat earthers online. They're going to provide facts that they say are facts. And, and, and you already want to believe it. They all want to believe it. It's fact now. You know what I mean? We, we can argue philosophically over what fact is, but truth is subjective. In social media, you can end up in an echo chamber that completely agrees with everything that you say. Every, you will end up. It, no, very few people are out there. Um, I'm one of the people that I want to find. So if I think this, let me see if I can find something that opposes that. Because I, you know, I want to know if I'm wrong. I, I don't want to be spouting off dumb shit, right? Because I've done it. So um, you you would be the opposite of everyone normally on the internet now because so the <laughs> the the two the two biggest things in every conversation I, I get into when it comes to stuff like this um, the two key terms are uh, one confirmation bias uh, where if it is something that already which, if it's something that agrees with that which you already believe you are more likely to believe it true. Uh, the other is the Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a true mental condition uh, that a lot more people suffer from it than would ever admit to it. Um, but it is the simple fact of the less you know about something, the more you believe yourself to be an expert. The more confidence that you have, yep. the less you know. And and then on the other end of the scale, the more you actually know, the less confidence you have. Imposter syndrome, yep. Yes. Yes, I, I like a healthy medium. I, I like a... Nobody likes to be wrong, but I don't want to be, I'm, I'm, I can be skilled with my words, right? I, when I was younger, I was a bad, bad manipulator, you know, it was a defense mechanism and I was, I mean, good manipulator. Like I, I look at it now like bad, I could talk my way in and out of most things. Um, you know, in I thought that was a valuable skill set back in the day and maybe it was for the things I was doing, but um, now I don't ever want to use a position because, you know, I'm in a position sometimes in different venues where people are listening to the things I'm saying. And, you know, some of those people are just going to take that as fact. Right. And I, my kids really made me step my game up because they're taking what I say is fact. And I'll catch myself sometimes saying uh, just some nonsense uh, answer. Uh, I'm trying to think of one I just did recently. And, uh, and it was something stupid. And I said, well, you know, it's got to be something like 65% of uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I stopped and I'm like, why would I, why would I say that? Like, I, I have no basis for that number. Like, I'm just throwing numbers out there based on this idea that I have. Let me go in and say, 
you know, it was like 32%. And I can't even remember what it was because it wasn't important. But what was important is I was so, just like when you're in a bullshit talk back and forth at the bar, people are just throwing shit back and forth at each other. And, and, uh, you know, it it almost goes back to when we were kids and my dad will beat your dad up. You know, like that, that's, that's the kind of shit that we're engaging in now, but we're doing it with world politics and things that can actually kill you and take your social security. And, you know, it's a, it's a different, and social media is, it's, it's not that social media made this happen. It just brought us all together. And this is us anyway. You know what I mean? It just amplified the human condition and allowed everybody a space to go to where they feel connected and right. They want to feel right. I'm right about this. I know I'm right about this. Pizzagate. I know it said it. I know that's true. I think it was uh, something that stuck with me. It, it might not be Mike Tyson, but somebody said, you know, uh, social media has allowed you to say stupid shit and not get punched in the fucking face. That was Mike Tyson. Yeah. on Rogan. Yeah, it's, it's made you very comfortable in, in talking shit and not getting punched in the face. But going back to what you just said, you said, uh, you know, going back to the bars, like when we were kids, social media was the bars. Yeah. And that's where you went to hear the smart people talk. You know, the people that knew everything about politics were at the bars after four beers. Like, now let me tell you how everything works and what we got to do to fix this all. I didn't talk to those people. <laughs> and now it's social media. And, and it just makes so easy to connect with you know, like we got these laptops, we got we got the smartphones with, you know, connectivity. We're never unplugged anymore, and we're always so we we talk to our our peer groups, as it were. So did that's the, and that's that's the real scary part is that so we're if you don't know you're being programmed, you are simply a robot. If you don't understand that. And you, ha- and you don't even stop for a second to ponder that maybe you're being programmed and maybe it's something you should be aware of. Not fear-based. I'm not, I'm not afraid of it, but n- just understand that possibly what's be- what you have um, being delivered into your brain is something that you've looked for and now you're, re- you're regurgitating that. Um, but there's really no factual basis to it. If you can't question yourself when AI... All AI is doing is what AI does. It's taking in the information. We're shoveling the worst of what it is to be a human being onto AI right now. And AI is what's its job to do things better um, and faster than humans. Like it, it, it computes everything. So this is what human being is. This is how we make better human being. You know what I mean? Our, our ability to uh, interface with computers is slow. That's why uh, Elon Musk is doing the Neuralink. You know, he he wants us to be able to interface and maybe we can start getting some human elements into AI passion mainly. So are you Um, familiar with the uh, with the bot that Microsoft did the AI bot? Are you talking about the one that they had to shut down Uh, twice? They had to shut it down. So the first time the first time it lasted 48 hours. Um, before it started spewing uh, just racist, misogynistic, hate-filled crap. Um, They took it down. Uh, They worked on it for about six months and re-released it, and it made it less than 24 hours. And that's because they were connecting it to uh, Reddit and some other social media site. And basically, you know, in the morning, it was able to talk like a person and and be like this uh, chat bot. And then after a few hours or a day, like you said, connected to reddit it turned into this racist chat bot mm-hmm. that's crazy man at people and put people down 
I, I just brought that up to Vinny yesterday before yeah, that's right. the show. Well, and then and then the truly scary one is uh, Google. Uh, they created three AIs, um, two of which they de- two of which decided they didn't like the third one, uh, and so they created their own encrypted language to the point where not only did it cut the third AI out, but the programmers don't even know what they're saying to each other anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> Like we're we're not going to be happy until we unleash Skynet upon ourselves. That's just where this is going. It, it, it is. It really. But it really is like there's so AI is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Everything we feed into social media and all these other platforms, but social media predominantly, everything that we're feeding in here, it's computing, it's storing, it's keeping it forever. It's looking for ways to make the information that it takes in better to be um, to compute better. It, it's it's making us binary. And what we're given is a is a shit binary code through social media. Um, I don't see it stopping, you know. And in when you look at things like coronavirus um, and all the confusion, I believe everyone's out there talking conspiracy theories because that the internet also makes it possible for con- conspiracy theorists to find people who believe that shit too, and they will um, the kumbaya together, and, and now it's true to them. So, um, so it's making that possible. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory that AI, you know, we talk about the singularity, right? Um, that at one point we, uh, we integrate fully with, with, uh, with AI, what we're doing, we're already a cyborg, you know, already a cyborg. Um, they got the, uh, pocket MRI, they got the pocket MRIs that'll come out soon. You'll have your wall doctor and your toilet that, that takes your urine and uh, stool samples every day. Um, nanotechnology that that uh, that is basically going to build Mars, where it's the manipulation of, uh, of subatomic subatomic particles to to turn it into the atom, then the molecule, then the then the, the ultimately the the substance that you want. So you can build a house, draw it up. Here's your house. It's insane. It it it, it exists. It's not like that reminds me of the Jetsons and the uh, food maker thing that they had where you know, they, they just said, Hey, food maker, make me a sandwich. And the explanation was that it took molecules from the air or whatever and assembled them to a sandwich. And that's real. Like that. So that, whoever, you know, when I, I love when the more I got into quantum physics and reading about stuff like that, I would see that. Well, some of these writers for some of these goofy shows, they're really smart people. You know what I mean? Star Trek, that's that, that's somebody who's really into future inventions and, and knew a little bit about physics, right? Like they knew some stuff. There's a lot of that's becoming true now. But, you know, I read Michio Kaku, uh, Physics of the Future. And uh, in nanotechnology, there's huge, there's huge... Uh, what do you, what do you want to call them? Uh, human rights um, implications. Like, I, I mean, what does that do to the economy? Um, what does it do to the economy? Do you need an economy? If you release something and people can now manipulate uh, sometimes particles to create the atoms they want to create whatever they want. I want this house to look like this. It's like 3D printing, you know, but different, right? So, but it, it's doing it with nothing. A piece of that is happening right now. It happened a few years ago to talk about the economy and how AI can affect it. Um, a lot of Wall Street actually uses AI to do minute-by-minute uh, minute trades, actually second-by-second second trades. And 
uh, one of the things in Wall Street is to get as close to the uh, fiber as possible. So they have all these computers, these AIs, each company has one of these investing companies. And a few years ago, uh, these few AI bots looking at the stock market got into a loop with each other and they started buying and selling these certain stocks. And uh, everybody's watching the stock market and it started going down and down and down and losing value. They're like, whoa, what in the world happened? And they rung this bell like three times or whatever. And that meant, hey, everything is frozen right now. No more trades until we figure out what just happened because the stock market can't lose you know, 25% of its value in 10 minutes. That's impossible. And it turned out on the back end, it was these AIs doing millions of trades per second. And it, it brought down Wall Street. They had to shut it down and reset everything. And since then, they've put in uh, safeguards to where if, I, uh, correct me on the numbers if you need to, but if the stock market drops 5%, they stop all trading on the floor for an hour for things to figure it out. If it drops 10% or something like that, they shut it down for the day. And they're doing that not because of humans. They're doing that because of the danger of AI. It's affecting the economy. It's not hard to affect society when society is built on smoke and mirrors. In America with the Federal Reserve. I mean, I remember I majored in finance and minored in international business when I first went to school up in Northern. And uh, I remember taking my first macroeconomics class. And, uh, you know, they're teaching us how everything gets. I'm like, hold on, who's, who's predicting these numbers? Well, there's uh, people that speculate. So, what are speculate? Why are they speculating? So, we're they expect us to just take our money and invest on speculation. That's what's going into 401ks. No, that, that's not, that, that's bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit. It's the way things go. You know I mean? This, uh, this professor got into a back and forth. I'm like, nah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Something's going to happen. That's it. That can't last, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, uh, so we build the computers to help us. Now the computers have all of our information. Um, at what point do they realize humans are just dumb? Let's, you know, do this. And the thing is, they, there wouldn't be any malintent. The computer doesn't have emotions. It's just doing what it's what a computer is supposed to do. It's not angry. It's not mad. It's not malicious. You know what I mean? It's just if this, then that. If this, then that, you know. And um, then when you have a, a code base that hits millions of lines of code, a human looking at it might say, OK, this will work. And then it doesn't work. And you look at it and you're like, I don't know why it works. Other times you look at a huge code base and you're like, I don't know why it's working. And that's the kind of code that will end up in these machines making life or death decisions. And you got to realize it's not doing it out of spite or anything, but those machines, like you're saying, might develop an attitude or, or develop a way to hurt us and want to do that because we just, we lose the ability to program the damn things or we lose the ability to understand its programming. It's well, a new possibility. Well, what if AI um, through some, some form of programming develops a sensibility that bullying is wrong, right? So it develops a sensibility and, and now um, it targets the bullies. Now AI is going straight for the bullies and whatever way AI would go straight for the bullies, um, 
it's going straight for the bullies. And, and I mean, that could happen, you know, um, all it's doing is taking in information then doing something to make it better. Is that Lisa? Let me grab a glass of water. I'll be right back. Pause for uh, station identification. Do they do they do that anymore? Does anybody out there know if they do that anymore? Station identification. That's network stuff. I lost Steve. I lost the studio. It's just me and you, Cat. Me and you. Yeah. Is it in, in AI? AI. That's it. And one one thing to know about AI is it's not like there's one AI and it's unlikely that there's ever going to be just a central AI because, you know, companies own these things. Companies run these things and they're right. all going to be competitors. And there's certain types of AI that's better at one thing than another. Uh, there's a thing called a neural network, which is really good at deciphering language. Uh, there's other types of AI that are really good at uh, predicting the future, like, you know, looking at stocks and patterns and, and looking at the future and predicting the future. So there's a, there, when we say AI, we're not talking about like Skynet yet. Uh, we're, we're more talking about, you know, the individual pieces out there that exist and how they're being utilized because AI is everywhere. There's AI on your phone, you know, Siri and stuff. Yeah. There's yeah she's listening. She's listening. Amazon and their delivery and and shit like that. Uh, there's AI behind Facebook that watches your words and things that you type between friends and figures out your relationships between them so it can give you the correct ads. Like, hey, Vinny's always talking about uh, you know this and that. Like, I'm gonna send him a, a an ad for a Biden sticker because he's gonna like that. Well, did you, did you see? Did you watch the whole documentary? No, no, I didn't. Well, they, they do that. They literally do just that. This person's going through a breakup. Um, we need to engage, engage, engage. That, you know, it was actors reenacting supposedly the AI, but uh, it's crazy. You know, right. it's crazy. It know, like it knows how long your phone's been set down for, and it need, it needs to engage you. So it's it's uh, they said they're built similar to um, slot machines in Vegas. It's uh the the sounds and the everything, all the little things that that are, are used, the pulling of the lever, and it's all psychologically meant to addict you to keep it coming happened, back. It just happened to you maybe one minute ago. Your little boing went off, boing, and you're like, oh, oh, phone, phone, got to look at phone and, and check text message. This is important. Oh, that was actually Lisa. Though. Oh yeah, there she is. Yeah, but but I do do that though. These little noises. Oh, no, Lisa. Can you hear us? Oh. Can you hear us? I don't know if she can hear us. Uh, we can't hear you. Are you on a delay? They got you got you on a delay out there in uh, Royal Oak. Can you hear us? She's out. It's AI. Yeah. yeah. And Gotta love technology. Zoom. She's back. Now? We good now? I hear crickets. Are those Can you hear me? 
Now I I heard crickets first. I knew you were. I knew <laughs> okay. you were alive. Well, at least you heard crickets. <laughs> I'm here though. I can I'm, I can barely hear you, but I don't. I don't know what the problem is. Okay. You can barely hear us. Yeah, I can barely hear you. My volume's all the way up. The signal's pretty good. I can hear Vinny fine. He can hear me fine. So maybe it's uh, from the studio to you. Or maybe it's my phone. Could be your phone. Could be your phone. What do you got? An iPhone four? <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> I just got them. Kids. Um, okay, so yeah, um, we're talking about we're we're just talking about AI as a whole right now. But um, you know, the the thing that I know you connected with and that I connected with too is uh, when they put those suicide um, stats up for little girls. I was like, what? My heart dropped. I'm like, what the. You know what I mean? Like I had to, yeah. I had to step away from it. Like, and I, it, it, it took me 20 minutes. I'm just pacing through my house, contemplating, and then I'm going in the room, and she's addicted to her Roblox, and and then I'm just thinking, I'm killing my kids. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I, I can't. And there's a, a much greater, there's much greater repercussions. We're seeing them now. The the the, the whole political landscape. There's no mistake why there's all these people that are new sus- social justice warriors. They really don't know what the fuck's going on, but they found a place that supports their ideology. So now they it's propped up and, and uh, this is just the beginning of it, you know, and, and, and me and Steve were talking, AI is not malicious. AI is not, let's fuck the humans. It's all it's doing is. No, it's the humans that are going to, it's the humans that are, are, are going to make it malicious. Well, I just yeah. had this discussion with my 18-year-old last night, and he, he we were discussing the same thing. Well, we're dumping the worst of what it is to be a human onto. I, I try not to. Like I don't, I don't complain on there anymore. I, I, I try not to say. I'll say some funny shit once in a while if it's too funny to pass on, and, and right. it may be a little. But I, you know, I'm always dro- dropping something positive, and I don't see a lot of the shit on my feed that a lot of people do. That you know, I don't see the constant negativity because it's learned that well, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Right. So I don't see the same shit when people are, oh, I can't even be on there. There's so much bitching. It's hard not to see the politics because I engage right, in it. Right. But that, that doesn't bother me. But I, I'm not seeing. Uh, but it's, it's there. And that's the flip side of this is like. So AI is only going to take our behavior as uh, code. Right. And it's going to continue to try to bolster that code and create new things that are better and more functioning. Um and we're giving it the worst code, the lowest code we possibly have. We're, we're our monkey mind code. And we're and this is what it's discovering that humans are. We're a bunch of assholes that just want to right. sit in separate groups and bitch at each other. So it's created it. <laughs> just do that then. You we know. created it, I guess. The, What's that? We, we did. We're, we're the creators of our own content. You know, what's being fed to us is like what we're liking, what we're watching, what we're entertaining. Even, even though sometimes I'm watching the the opposite side to get, you know, whether I, whether it's something that I, I believe in or not, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to see the other side of it. So you're fed those things constantly. You're, you know, whether it's negative or positive, I didn't know that watching this documentary, like made me sick. It didn't. It, it, did. that's, that's it made me sick. I, but I also it, understood. I, it gave a deeper understanding of, you know, I couldn't put my finger on what's going on exactly. And I, I, I can't remember who I was talking to with the whole COVID thing. I'm, I'm like, you know what, man? 
so everybody wants to tout conspiracy theory and, and this and that. I'm like, I see a bunch of confused people. Like I, that's what I literally see in the, in the leadership. I see a bunch of confused people in all these other countries. I'm like, I don't right. see some big conspiracy here. I see some numbers that um, people misconstrue. Um, I, I definitely know things don't, don't all add up. That's for sure. Uh, I just, my girlfriend who is a nurse um, and has worked the front lines the entire time. She said they don't have any patients in the hospital right now. There's, there's no COVID patients in her hospital. So, but yet here we are in the, in the mix of, we we still got to wear these masks everywhere. I, I don't, my kids play sports not happy with uh, the mask mandate, but we've, we're working around it. Um, I don't know. I think everybody has their own opinion, I guess, when it comes to that, but um, that's really all they I, I don't think we're, we're everything. I don't think everything's like, not everything is fully the truth. I, I don't, you know, how no, can it be? I just don't know. I don't know what it's about exactly. Um, I, I, is it is it they're trying to do something to try to scave off li- liability? So it's kind of like I went to a psychiatrist and uh, this was the first one that diagnosed me with PTSD. And prior to he's asking me all these questions, trying to get this uh, psychological profile. It's like, are you depressed? I'm like, no, I'm not depressed. He said, no, you don't seem depressed. Um, went on to the next thing. And anyway, uh, so we were done that day. He said, what I, what these are called, and I'd never heard this before. These are called emotional flashbacks. You, you get this, uh, you can't see it. It's emotional. So, and then it hits you like a ton of bricks. And if you don't know that, then you're, you're, you, you go into fight or flight or you look to escape. And, um, I was like, all right, that makes sense. And I went and I thought about it and, uh, came back to see him the next day. And, and, uh, he went to pre- prescribe me medication and, uh, it was serious shit. Depakote it's called. Shit, where they gotta test your liver like every every month to make your shit, make sure your shit is in. Uh, and that was for the PTSD. He said. <laughs> and then there right. was, some, then there was some uh, antidepressant. I'm like, why are you giving me an uh, antidepressant? And uh, he said, well, you know, you know, you never know. Um, I, I'm like, you said we established I'm not depressed. If I was depressed, I tell you, I'm de- I'm here for trying to figure out what this thing is. And uh, he leveled with me. He said, look. You came in here and uh, people were scared that you were going to hurt yourself. I wasn't, but okay. Right. I, I, was, I was out there doing stupid shit on one of my PTSD vendors. I get it. Um, if I let you go without prescribing you something to make you feel better, that's a possible lawsuit. Uh, so you're, he told me, wait 30 days. You're, I, I told him, I'm like, I, I did these. I, so I did the half, whatever the dose was. And it sucked the life right out of me. Like I was a dead person walking. I couldn't write. I couldn't do anything right. I was, I was depressed now. And right. he, the next day he said, give it 30 days. Your body will get used to it. I'm like, what the fuck am I living in? This is the twilight zone. But that's, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, I don't even know, man. This, I, I, he, but I'm thinking liability. Like if we just put, if everyone's wearing a mask, then we can say we did something because we really don't know what the fuck to do. Right. You know, exactly. Right. That's what it kind of, I don't, is, is it, are they really doing anything? I know know that, that after, uh, little Aaron did a football clinic, his eyes were swollen shut and his whole entire face from 
from them having to mask up at these at this clinic. I I couldn't even believe it. He couldn't open his eyes. His face was completely swollen. Um, unfortunately, he's a kid that has a bad reaction to Benadryl, which I had no choice but to give him a, a baby dose of it so he could see. But oh, you can't tell me that that mask is helping my child more than harming him because from what I saw, it definitely harmed him. So what the, I think it's just, I think to appease some people, certain people think they work and they're the greatest thing ever. And just for me, um, on that end of my, my child being in sports, no way. I said, he will not return. There's no way my child will return to football after what I saw after he came home. There's no way. So uh, they're working that out now, but it, I wasn't going to let my kid return. His safety is more important. So you can't tell me that these masks do all this, all of these great things. Um, when, if you would have saw my kid's face, it was terrible. So I, I don't, I, I'm, but, but then, you I know, don't agree personal, with it all. It's a personal experience that you had. And right. I, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, I was excited for the gym to open. Like it's been months, you know, and I don't go there <laughs> and see all and shit, right. but I go there because it, the endorphins like that. That's been my routine for probably five years. I get up, I go to the gym. My right. day started. You know what I mean? It, it was my meditation and I was excited and uh, I can't do it. I can't do it with the mask on because I, I have no. trouble breathing in it just normally. Anyway, I'm not bitching it's about not, it's not healthy. This, they, they don't recommend it. All the moisture that stays in the mask. There's there's like all, so much scientific research. My girlfriend, again, who's the nurse across the street, was speaking with a pediatrician at the hospital. And the pediatrician, she's going to have a letter written saying that she does. The, the reason for schools being closed are ridiculous. Children are not like transmitting this um, out of we'll find out, the minor. entire world. They've seen two kids that, that have not died from but with. So, I mean, is this pediatrician wrong? Is this, you know, is this, are these doctors wrong? That's, that's but, the but then you have some that say, you know, that they're okay to wear for a little while. Well, you're, you're only supposed to wear them once. I know that. You're only supposed to wear them once. And once you, <laughs> once you sit down or it touches something, it's contaminated. Like that's, you're, so that's like, if you, cause I've, I've watched doctors and, you know, I, I, I want to know, I want to know what's sure. going on. The, the truth is nobody really knows what's going on, but yeah. you know, and everybody's got their set of numbers. Where did the set that, of numbers come from? AI. You know, if you don't know somebody, if we're quoting some shit from a doctor over in California, who's talking about his percentage right there. Right. Um, well, we don't know that area. We don't know anything about it. We have his words now and right. pretty much his words came from a computer. I'm not saying computers are intentionally uh, throwing numbers out there, but it, it, it does seem that it, it, it's been, maybe it's not computers at all. Maybe there is a Rothschild, you know, overriding conspiracy that, I don't know. You know what I mean? There could be. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just, I know we were supposed to flatten the curve for two weeks, but here we are going on, what, six, seven months? We did flatten the curve. what curve is there anymore there's i mean from speaking to my my friends that work in the hospitals they're not even seeing covid patients right now so yeah is it is that just what we're being fed no michigan did it better than it we're the what fourth best state in the country you i I have friends that work in hospitals in uh, new york which is a Mm -hmm. cesspool and uh uh, friends out in la and uh it's fucked um they're overcrowded in phoenix and uh, Texas is taking a hit right now, too. We don't see it because our governor did the worst shit to us. You know what I mean? We treated us like children, said you got to do this. 
maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's not. I have to believe that there probably is, though. As uncomfortable as it is, like there's there's a reason that we don't see it like other states do. But I, I know people now. You know people. But we not- we did. But I mean, look at all the hospitals that are the makeshift hospital hospitals that they sent. We didn't even use them. I better better to have them than to use them. You know, it's, it's true. <laughs> we were prepared, definitely. But I mean, it was I, that- this ain't the last one that's coming? You know what I mean? So there. Well, there are some reasons for that too. What's that? I said there are some reasons why those why like the uh, the temporary center at Kobo and the one at the uh, suburban showcase weren't used. And that's one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, a patient had to consent to be moved to one of those locations uh, from a hospital. And like 99 percent of the people refused to consent. So that's why you only had a hundred and some odd people that wound up at the Kobo location. That's why you never even finished the construction at the suburban location, because people were not consenting to leave the hospital to be, you know, to basically be gone to a triage center. I would have went. <laughs> but the hospitals were going to be so overcrowded and it's a matter of life and death. I maybe would have picked, you know, going to a makeshift hospital. I, I mean, if they were so overcrowded. You, would, you would think so, but a patient still had to give their consent to do it. And that's why the hospitals wound up so slammed um, because the patients and in you know the cases where the patients couldn't go one way or the other, the families were refusing to give their consent to have them moved. But were we ever that overwhelmed yes. to where there was just yes. the, the necessity there? Yes. Yeah. Speaking as a as a you know we've all yeah, apparently we all have friends, um, but no, I've got you know friends in the Beaumont system. I've got friends in other systems. Um, one of which was on the COVID ward from day one. Um, I remember about a month ago, her quote was. Just because I've gone from putting you know thirty people a day in a bag to two. Um, doesn't mean it's great. It just means it's better. Um, there are still cases out there. There, there are, and 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 for what it's worth, uh, you look at every model, every projection, listen to every scientist that's out there. It's about to get worse. Um, in fact, the guy that uh, we've got on our show every couple of weeks, uh, he's an epidemiologist. He's an infectious disease expert. Um, you know, his credentials include having developed the AIDS test um, as well as, you know, a number of vaccines. So, I mean, he's got cred. Um, his whole thing is if you want to do anything outside of your home, uh, get it done before Halloween. Uh, just because, I mean, we're, we're about to see a huge spike in both COVID um, as well as a worse than normal flu season that's going to exacerbate things. And every time he's been on our show regularly for the past six months now, and every time he's given us a number or a projection, he's been dead on. So I have no reason to doubt him. So everybody who's tuned in right now, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Stay home, wear your mask. Don't go outside, (laughs) live in the bubble, continue to live in the bubble. The thing is it will, it's, they're, you know, they're, they already got their uh, the fucking bubonic plague came back. They got a case of the bubonic plague. There's a strain of right. H1N1 that's, uh, that they're trying to contain right now that popped up in somebody in China. Um, I, I, I was like, I wonder if we're just being, we're not being played, but we're being prepared, prepped for, uh, for some, some shit that's going to come in debit. That, like, that's, that's what I'm wondering. And if we are, we're not being prepped well, I don't think. You know what, uh, you know what really blew my mind? is like our reaction compared to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. New Zealand had a bunch of cases and everything, and their government got together and said, we are shutting everything down for three weeks. And their government sent checks to every single working person for three weeks. 
America's got a problem that's not COVID. You know, zero cases of COVID now. They got rid of it. Whereas we just, we, we flapped on it. We didn't do the proper shutdown. We just sort of did a little bit here, then we did a little bit Well, I mean, that's, that's been the general consensus is any government that had a strong centralized response, things are good. Um, the countries that delegated and made it more regional, like we did, where we're, you know, they left it up to the states, um, were screwed. You know, and it's, I think the best analogy is, you know, it's like the old days with non-smoking sections on airplanes or, you know, trying to create a no-peeing section of your pool. You, it doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> I have one of those. We are, we are, a, we're a selfish country. I mean, I, there's no getting around. And like, there's the issue right there, yeah. It's, a, it's really a human condition problem because it's me, 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 me. I honestly, I, I remember, I, um... Cause I didn't want to wear the mask and I didn't, I wasn't concerned about getting it. I, I have a good immune system. I was thinking selfishly. And uh, so I, this is at first. So I'm thinking I let it, let me get it and let it get through me. And I went to see my mom and her dad or my dad on uh, on his birthday. And I, I picked up some toilet paper, put it in a gift bag. I thought it was hilarious. And I show up at their house and, uh, and I dropped the presents off and, uh, and I give them a hug. And uh, my mom starts talking about her COPD. And that's that's when the first bell hit me. I'm like, oh fuck! I, I, if that is everything they're saying, and I'm gonna be okay, yeah. but I just convinced my two parents that both have COPD. I could have killed them. So then I started, thinking, but I still that still didn't break the selfish because I was at the bank three weeks later, and I'm not going in there with a mask on. I'm fine. Blah 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 blah. They had just started mandating the mask, but they didn't for me for some reason that day. Um, and there's an old guy sitting in his uh, minivan. And, and he's like, Hey, they're not going to let you in there without a mask. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. He's like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, they're not going to let you in there. And I grabbed the security. I'm like, am I cool? He's like, no, you're fine, man. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And, uh, my gut reaction was Hazel Park gut reaction. Well, can tell me to do anything. I didn't, I didn't say that to him, but I catch these things when they come to the surface now. And I'm like, no, no, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? That was the gut reaction. You're not, you're not going to tell me what, you're not the boss of me. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's king of you. You know, so I, I went in there and I, uh, and I, and I walked out again. And when I got out, the guy then got out of his minivan to go into the bank. And I, and then that never, that never left me because I was like, he was genuinely afraid that this person without a mask and he, he was in the, you know, he, he was in the age range where he's susceptible. He was scared. So from I, I, and that's when I started saying, you know what? If I can't take two minutes and put a mask on so that guy can sleep better at night, no matter what my science thinks, then I'm a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Yep. You're an asshole. No, people are people are genuinely scared, and and there's people that definitely can't handle the, the disease. There, it's for sure, and I, I respect that. I wear my I wear a mask at the store. Um, do does it does it give me anxiety and by the time i'm checking it does uh, i'm not gonna lie um but do i do it yes i do because i understand there are people with compromised immune systems but at first the same as you i was like i'm not wearing that mask whatever i'm I'm in and out i'm i'm healthy i'm fine but once you start thinking of of the other yeah i mean it's it's you got to think of other people and everybody says uh, you know Tell tell the sick to stay home. Tell the elderly to stay home. Sure. Um, stay away from. That's that's what Sweden tried. Right. But it's um, 
uh, you, you definitely there has to be uh, you know consideration to other people. Not everybody can stay home. It's, well, it, the whole thing sucks. This goes back to the you know the, the, the whole AI thing and numbers being misconstrued. Don't know that they are intentionally, but you just like you can have an idea, a conspiracy theory, a PizzaGate, a Quanon, or whatever the fuck that is, or you you can have whatever you have in your head. Flat Earth, Google it. There's going to be people there with um, their facts, right? That don't exist anywhere in the world of science, but they exist. So if you have a political agenda, right, and you want to find a set of numbers, you're, you're going to find your people. There's going to be people with that ideology because I know from doing business plans and, and, you know, being in creative finance in the film industry, if we want to make that look like a sellable film, we, we have the studies, you know, we just won't talk about the studies that talk the other way about it. And that's not, you know, but that goes for everything. Well, so. but there, there's something there's something that you said that, that I think needs to be addressed. And, and that is you use the word fact. They're facts. No, 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 no. They're opinions. There is a difference between an opinion and a fact. Yeah, we know that, a, but they do not know that. Why? Well, but and that's but that's the thing is that nobody calls them on it. Um, you know, so a, a a fact is something that is provable and 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 is you know can can run through the scientific method and 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 be proven out. An opinion or a theory, and and honestly, that's that's why I think there's so many issues with people believing, not believing, wondering, not wondering, wanting to mask up, not wanting to mask up. We've never seen science play out in real time before. We've we've never seen that happen. Correct. Play out every day. Well, no, no, no. But not like this. Normally, it's okay. Something happens, and then science comes forward and says, "Here's the answer, and we're good." Because it's at the end of the long process. We don't see. We're watching the work play out, and so that's why you have the CDC and the who going, you know what? It's this. Okay, no, it's not that. It's this. Okay, well, we think it's the, but it's not that, and now it's this. And people go, oh, but, you know, six months ago you said, okay, well, that's how science works. Sci- yeah, science, science and being an adult means you get new information and you reformulate your opinion and then you move forward. As, as new information evolves, you change. That's, yeah. that's how it's supposed to work as a functioning adult. <laughs> I wish politicians, politicians were versed on that shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> this is how science works, guys. I'm not going to sit here and say I have the answer. Como said that once. He's like, I don't have the answers. He finally just threw his arms up and goes, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Every, but, but I don't the, think anybody knows what's going to happen. You're no, and that's, that's why it's so hard to take it when people are so quick to say, this is the government's way to control us. This is a fucking horrible way to check. A mask? Come on. There's, there's better ways to uh, incite control over people. But the, people are so quick to believe. We're staying in our homes and... Well, that's, it's, it's shame, man. I mean, it's not, you know, people are losing jobs. The 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 effect um, the effect on the economy, the, the economy was going to collapse anyway. Dude, as a business owner, I'm not happy with this. Like, that's, let, like let's, let's be clear. Like, this is, I would much rather have all of our studios open and all of our, you know, all of our things up and running. But like, like our Royal Oak location, still closed. Why? I can't figure out how to do... I mean, Vince, you've like you've been in our studios before when like we've got all four studios rocking and rolling and there's people in the green room waiting and people in the kitchen hanging out, having a drink after. I can't figure out how to do that safely right now. Right. No, it's a, you, and you can't. You know, I'm on the board of my church. We can't open. We can't do anything. We're, so we're uh, we got this uh, activism group act now. We meet via Zoom every t- right after this. I'll meet. I'll meet again tomorrow night. 
and then we have it's all zoom um we were going to go shoot this documentary and uh that's why i want to talk to you dave about a zoom round table okay uh, we, we were going to go shoot a documentary on uh you know and we kind of did a zoom thing where um it's called let us speak so kids speaking on what do you think racism is what do you um that type of thing that's uh nutshell um we wanted the interaction with them and uh you know you lose a little bit when you're here on the screen and when we brought it to the church um and and the ceo had already approached me and let me know he's like hey they uh they pulled the insurance on covid so anything covid related so anybody can sue anybody you know what i mean well and for what i mean we just i just ran a comic con virtually on saturday you know, because, you know, those aren't happening. And so, you know, we did one of those starting at 10 in the morning through 8 o'clock at night. And it was, you know, it was, it was nuts, but it worked. And I, I've done stuff for our school district before, you know, trying to help them out. So, I mean, it's 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 not at, it, well, it, it's like I've told you before, like Zoom to me, it's it's as close as we can get to being in the studio right now. I mean, other than, you know, the, the couple studios we have open. But, like, if you're not coming to one of these studios, this is as close as we can get to being in studio right now. Like you can at least see each other, you can get facial reactions, you can get body language, you can get all that stuff, and that's not great, but it's it sucks less than not getting. <laughs> right. Sucks. That's quarantine. Get in your house. Yeah. Get in your house. Your dad will beat you. Do you, the effect that I think that this is having on the kids, though. Like I'm homeschooling all three of my kids. My son's, you know, Tyler's at Michigan State they're stuck in their, you know, he's stuck in his room constantly. He's, it's, it's having an effect big time. I feel Um, like a shit dad. I'm like, you know, all the things that we used to do. Um, not, I told him last week after I watched this documentary, I'm like, you know what, you're going to come back. Things are going to change. I'm going to have lists of things that we can do together. Um, even if it's walking in the park or backyard park, why aren't we using it? You know what I mean? I know we like to go places and do things, but that's not an option right now. Right. can't be sitting in your rooms all three of us in our, we can't even hear each other in this house in our own separate on our own separate floors literally and uh and they're on their tablets and i'm up here on my phone doing emails and whatever it's not it's not so and then and not to mention they're on it all day right now for school 8 30 a.m till about 2 30 p.m these kids are staring at a screen they're looking at their friends through screens there's no lunch there's no recess there's no play there, none of that and not to mention taking instruction from other adults besides mom and dad. Like they're not getting that. They're, they're not learning social skills. They're not, I think it's, it, it's getting to them. My, my daughter, Ashlyn, she's, it's having an effect on her. I mean, the, the I, same. Ones, Dylan's, Dylan had anxiety. He's like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I don't, after last year, I don't think I'm ready for school. I'm like, you're ready, buddy. Trust me. It's we're, we're going to get through this. I promise. But the fact that my, my nine-year-old child is crying with anxiety because, <laughs> because he's afraid that he's not learning like he is in school. It's, it's an adjustment. I've got a 13 and a 10 year old. I agree. I yeah, saw it's, 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 the news today. His brother uh, got a computer to run enough to go around. So his little brother didn't get the computer. He doesn't get to learn. And the kid was crying. Man. Th- th- that, that makes me sick. Like yeah. the, the parents that it, not to mention the kids that have to be left home because there's one parent households and that parent either goes to work to feed their family or, you know, they stay home and they don't. What, where's the option for those parents? It sucks. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's been rough on me, it, I, I, but I, I'm, I operate from a different mindset. I, I believe everything happens for me, not to me. I'm all Mr. Spiritual. So 
Whenever something hits me, I'm like, all right, there's a lesson here. How can I elevate? Well, you're a you're a much better person than I am. Last last night, I almost lost my shit because I found out um, one of the one of my friends had a meeting with uh, the principal and a few other teachers, and she kind of lost her shit on them. And they told her basically they don't think schools are going to be open for the rest of the year. So. I would like to have handled that situation better than I did last night, but I feel like I lost my shit. I'm like, oh, having anxiety. I'm like, we, we got to continue to do this all the way till the end of the year next year. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, what is it? Novi high school that just shut down. Um, you've got, uh, I believe Utica just had an issue with a school that got closed. Um, my nephew is one of the people that's at grand Valley, um, okay. where they just put the quarantine in place because they had close to 700 cases pop inside of three weeks. Um, and so like they are literally like not even allowed to come home. And I think that's, and that's part of what I think is why all the projections are saying like Halloween up through the end of the year into the spring is you I mean, you can't tell college kids, especially freshmen, not to get together and hang out and be stupid. I mean, that's just not right. going to happen. No, my my son lives right where all the frat houses are and sorority houses. He's right in the mix of it. And they, you know, they told everybody you're on, on quarantine. It sucks. He said the college experience right now sucks. They're not walking to classes. They're not enjoying, you know, like paying $29,000 a year to go to Michigan state and you're stuck in your, in your uh, apartment or your dorm or wherever you are. It sucks. But maybe, you know, no, the hospitalizations though, here's the key that I think that we're missing where uh, people are contracting it, we, yeah, it's st- it's still going around. But where are the the deaths? Like what what's uh, in the, in the those hospital? those are the numbers that I've always paid far more attention to. Show me hospitalization rates, which is a hard right. number to get, um, and right. then of course the death count. Well, the death exactly uh, right, and so I, yes, I, it's good. Johns Hopkins for the death count. Uh, that seemed, that's a non bias. Um, Johns Hopkins, you, they got every graph and every study you could possibly think of, except for maybe hospitalization. I don't know if they have that, but uh, but it's the death count daily. But how long? How long do we keep this going? How long? How long does this have to last before we can live life again? Like how how long? Because the the flu, the seasonal flu. That I mean, that's you know, are we supposed to just stay in the house or and, and do this mask stuff forever? Like, where does it end? That's that's the thing. Where does it end? When do these kids get to go back to school? When does life resume? Will it ever be the normal, you know, whatever you want to say normal is? When, I, I when is when is that going to change? I don't know. And they, they don't know? No, no. What's that? So, uh, right. So how, how long does this last? I don't, I, I, don't just, I just feel like it's a big disservice to our kids. But what can big you do? Big disservice to our kids. A lot of. What can you do? That's the same question as those. They probably are. I know Dave Coulter. He's a county executive. So he's with, um, what's her name all the time? Big Gretch. And, and uh, the put, the, putting plans together. And, and at this, he's from Unity. So I don't trust politicians. Until he got that position, I'm like, okay, well, somebody if somebody like him can get there with his spiritual mindset, that guy wouldn't tell a lie. He's not protecting anybody politically. So when... I get the numbers from him in Oakland County. I believe him. I believe him. And um, so, so happening, it's still scary. I don't want it to happen either. I can't stand it. But I'm going to roll with it because I have no choice. So with, with, 
so when kids, I mean, from speaking to my girlfriend, who's a nurse and her speaking to, you know, telling me what these pediatricians and other doctors are telling her that they feel that it's safe for, for these schools to open. They don't understand. They're, they're saying it's doing more harm to their mental health than anything. But then if you've got kids that, I I mean, you're forgetting one key component though. You're, you're forgetting the, probably the biggest component in in all of this though liability taking it back home no liability what who's that how how much how many of those schools are going to get sued if a kid pops because and and why wouldn't it have been at school they don't have any cases of of children dying okay but that i'm sorry that's 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 an argument i don't run with at all and and for a simple very simple reason the very first thing we did is we shut down the schools in march and yep. then and so like we don't have any data that says kids don't die from this yet. I mean, if you if you look at what they've got, we may not have seen it much here yet. Have not yet. OK, but South Korea, where they opened up a few weeks earlier, they have seen deaths from it yet so far. So, I mean, it's it, we're we're tracking, but we're not. Yeah, I mean, it's from. It, with? Uh, from. I mean, we, I mean, there, there are there are number, even adults that are perfectly healthy with no comorbidities have died from this. And, okay. see, well, we got us four on here with, you know, some with different opinions. And at the end of this thing, we can all go back and get the, and I know they're not facts, Dave, but, and I have called them on it, but they're facts to them. Yeah. <laughs> People believe and they want their facts. They're just facts. The internet, this, the, the internet, you get in that group. It's a, it's a flat earth, and here's why. I get Well, whoever believes in a flat earth obviously has never owned a cat, because a cat would have pushed everything off the side by now. That's <laughs> that's how I counter that. <laughs> hey, um, I've got another show coming up, uh, but if, if you would like to, I would love to get Fred, um, our, um, our infectious disease guy, hooked into a show for you. Uh, he is outstanding and phenomenal. Like he comes like he just the last show he did with us, he came armed with all the slides that he had just given at Harvard the week before. Um, It is it it's outstanding to watch him do his thing. And like I said, it's no politics, no spin, just the raw data. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Can you uh, get my number? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Cool. That'd be nice. Yeah, that, Terry Gordon, um, he's a doctor at our church. He just did a, a thing last night. Uh, had to be Zoom, but next time he does his thing, I'll let you know. I wish I got, I got these guys. I got these guys waiting to come in studio, so I got to get rolling. All right, keep sending your comments and questions. Take care. All right, I'll see you.